ahead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy day. I hope you're all doing well. We're doing well. Great. A nice sunrise out there. Yeah, there we go. Been doing my research. I've decided to get back into Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea after having a little detour into the Midderlands here. The only reason I'm doing... Well, two reasons I'm doing that. One reason is the fact that I do have something to go for Hyperborea as where in the Midderlands I'm going to have to find something for them and come up with something myself. But I've got something here. I've got a module I can use. And number two, I was reminded of such fun, the fun we had when Carlos and I were running Astonishing Swordsman. And I like to do that again, even if I am behind the, behind the screen. So we're going to do that. But today we're going to talk about the module. We're going to talk about a module, modules in general. We're going to talk about some way to break them down if they're, well, we'll get into that after this. Now, what I want to talk about is the fact that I want to talk about module breakdown. If you're going to use a printed module, I'm talking primarily printed modules here. If you're going to use a printed module, there's ways of going about breaking them down for your group so you're getting ready to run them. First thing you do is you skim the module. You just go through it, try and get the feel of it. The atmosphere is important. I mean, you have atmosphere in your game, but I mean, you've got to feel... Get the really get the feel of it. Just go through it real quick and skim through it. See what the main themes are, what the what the main locations are, things like that. You just just like you know, here's that that. Hopefully, with the module, it, a lot of things like this one's a lot of things are in bold, so I can just go, okay, that's that, that's that, that's that. Okay, fine. I've got pretty much the layout of the module. Now. What you do then is you just start, you read it. <laughs> you got to read it sometime. Just go through the module and see how it plays. You get a feeling of the pace of the module that way. Now, there's something I need to tell you about. There are linear modules and there are nonlinear modules. And I say nonlinear instead of sandbox because nonlinear can take many forms. Now, the thing is with a sandbox type module, which I have here, I, you have to, not only do you have to have plot hooks, but you got to make sure you set the hook when they take it. Like, it's like fishing. Yeah, you got to, you got to hook the fish and set the hook, you know, like that. The reason being is there's so much stuff going on here. You know, they've, they'd be pulling every which way and they may lose the, lose the thread of it. Here's what I did. Now, the module I'm talking about is the anthrop the one the one I can't pronounce, the Anthropophagy of Zambala for Hyperborea. And it's part see this is this is one of those tricky modules. It's part mo setting and part adventure. There's the city, Zambala, and then there's the outskirts of Zambala where the action of the main adventure mostly happens. Now, Zambala is a place for them to go. First off, they give you a hook right off the bat with a broadside that the players can find anywhere 
warning about warning about what's going on in Zambala. And I've got to tell you right now, there, there's probably going to be some spoilers in here. And it's like, visitors to the desert port of Zambala, beware when the city slumbers, demonical machinations crackle from its outskirts, da 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 That basically says, hey, this is a mysterious place, you got to watch out for it, which is kind of meat and drink to the player characters, if you know what I mean. So we've got that. Now, that's your first job. That's the first hook. There may be a series of hooks here. The first hook is getting into Zambala. Now, you get them through your own machinations, and this is where... Well, I'll get into that in a minute, but say this gets them to Zimbala. Okay, there's Zimbala. There's a lot of stuff going on besides the main plot. Now, your job is to decide, find out what they want to do and help them sort it out. Sort out what's important to, me, to them and what's not important. What's important, and I said to them. Now, this, this module is for first to third level, so that's why, to me, that's why there's an abundance of stuff here. Because it's a first to third level module, you're probably, they're probably making freshly minted characters. And so, you know, you're not going to have as much, you know, you don't know the characters well enough to say, okay, I should do this for that character and that for this character. You're just sort of like, feeling your you're all of you are feeling your way through this so they get to zambala what i did i went through zambala and found about four situations they can get involved with and some of them dovetail some of them don't what i have is and i'm warning you spoilers ahead what they have is this one family in zambala first of all there's the temple of helios which is one of the locations in zambala but there's a family revenge going on because they want to pay anyone they want the life savings to find out who murdered the daughter of that family. Now, it turns out that it is a, it is a priest of Helios at the temple who did that. And they will pay good money for information or to help them get him. So there's that. Secondly, I found at the bazaar there's a crazy prophet who's babbling on and finds the PCs and warns them about the Anthropophagi and what's going on outside in the old ruins and you know more 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 bait more more hook more hook. Uh, an emaciated, withered, bald, old, toothless man approaches you, begging you tense. He good masters, you newcomers here, I must warn you, danger and death linger in the gloaming shadows, da 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 And then he looks around, says, I've said too much, and he starts babbling on like he was before about uh, crazy stuff and religion and all this other stuff. So that is a hook right there. He's warning them, but it's also a link to the main adventure outside the city. Okay? Now, Another thing you got going on, and this leads from a family, this might lead to the first one. Um, there's a place called a Grotto of Rel, which is where the Thieves' Guild hangs out. And that the Thieves' Guild and the Temple of Helios have a real hated rivalry going on. Because the Thieves' Guild has been skimming off the top, has been skimming off their profits and things like that. So there's a real, like, you know, battle going on, kind of a kind of a war going on between the temple and the and the grotto. So you have that you can get involved in. That could be a whole adventure in itself. And lastly, I've got the arena. 
the arena. They have an arena in town where they do fights and things with, you know, gladi- uh, gladiators, I guess. You know, fighters going up against other fighters, going up against beasts, going up whatever. And you could get a lot of information from what's outside the city there. Now, your job is to basically read the room. See what's turning, what, which character is going to be most interested in what. And if, you, if you're a good game master, and I'm not saying you're not a good game master, but you, you got to know, this is, this is part of your game master job. You got to develop and know how to read the room. Kind of like a performer knows how to read their audience or a comic or somebody like that knows how to read their audience. You've got to read the room and see who wants to do what. And they'll come out and tell you, I want to check out this. I want to check out that. And then there's always this stuff like the normal stuff, like I want to find a, I want to find a blacksmith in town to help me. I mean, somebody who knows how to work weapons to help me get a new sword or I need to get some more healing potions or I need to go stock up on this and that. That could be a whole hook in itself, but that's the kind of stuff you have to develop yourself. But you've got four hooks here and each of them you can figure out how to link it to the main adventure out there. And once you do, the thing is, once you get them outside the city, there's three or four locations there that they can do and they're more like side quests but if you want you can link it up to the main adventure see this is a whole flowing thing like like we do like i said you you and the players are questions back and forth there's a tennis match and as they're going places you you're constantly at least i am this is the way i do it i'm constantly thinking okay how can i link this into what they're doing or should i just let them do this and then go on. To me, everything is linkable. Everything, if they give you a whole bunch of locations and you have some kind of plot brewing in the background, everything is linkable to me because even if they go through a whole side adventure with having nothing to do with where they're going, at the end, I will give them something to help them get on with the uh, their main quest. Now, I'm not railroading here. I'm just kind of, to me, it's more like a river. I'm not, I'm not trying to force them to do anything. I'm just listening, reading the room, listening, watching what they're doing, and making a few notes behind my screen saying, okay, I can put this with this in my head, I'm saying. And also, there's random encounters. There's random encounters in here. Use the random encounters to bolster the main adventure if you can sometimes it's just you know you're at the wrong place at the wrong time and this critter is here and you got to defeat it or this band these bandits or these orcs or these whatever so you have to do so you have to do some kind of work like that and that's how the story develops eventually they will get to the main story i mean if you're doing the pacing right because you always got to also got to pay attention to, to pacing Whatever they do, try and fig- look at it with an eye towards what they're doing with the main story. You know, the, this is not a linear thing. I mean, if they never get to the Warlord's castle or whatever, you know, that's not a... You know, they can wander around the desert or wherever they are, as long as, you wa- as, long as they want. But eventually... 
they are going to stumble upon something that you can use either by going into the main adventure here or going off on your own and or them going off on their own and spinning spinning a whole other adventure that comes out of your head inspired by what what's in the module the location and what the player characters are doing that's why i'm saying don't be afraid to deviate from the module or the plot i once took a whole I took a plot when I was running Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. I took I made a whole plot out of a festival that I looked through the festival. It was a I think it was Shadow of Bogenhof, and I don't remember what it was, but I looked at the festival. And when it came time to play, I didn't want to run the festival, so I had the festival be the the vessel interrupted by this Skaven who are ratmen, the Skaven horde coming through the town and practically wrecking it. And I spun off my own adventure off of that. I called it Skaven's March. All about the Skaven in the world are just looking for this stuff that they eat that gives them their powers and stuff. And they are scouring the entire world looking for it because they're in short supply. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I had something in the module. I Last minute I said, screw it. I don't want to do that. I want to do something more interesting. So I I did it. And that's what you can do. And breaking down a module helps with something like that. Because I broke down the module, I decided what's going to... I figured out what's going on, and then the players told me what's going on in, in, real, in reality. And we had a, we had a great time. We, we have a great time. I, I can hardly wait to, to run this. But I don't think I've given away any of the main plot stuff, so we're okay. Anyway, I got to start my day. That that was a little long-winded, I know. But, well, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar.gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Craig's Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.